With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome back to another round of the fifth down. My name is Mitch Hill. With me is my good friend and co-host Bennett Hughes. Bennett, how are you doing? Mitch, we're doing doing real good on this Monday. Nice little win for the Tigers Saturday in front of a great homecoming crowd. Didn't cover the spread entirely. Um, no, you're hurting from that one, but um, things yeah. are things are headed in the right direction right now for uh, for Tiger Nation. Yeah, this is a day late, but it's just, hey, schedules happen and everything like that. Our schedules didn't match up. So what we are here on Monday uh, recording this, and if you listen closely, you can hear a door kind of swinging open, and that's Mizzou's door to win the SEC East. Thank you, Will Muschamp and the South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd say that? Exactly. Um, that's the game of the weekend, and for sure, I mean – as we've mentioned on this show the last couple of weeks, I mean, outside of that Wyoming loss, everything, barring the sanctions, I mean, is still in play for us, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, we'll get to the kind of the sanctions that are kind of like looming here in a second and everything like that. But I mean, really, let's I mean, let's talk about the game. Uh, all in all, Mizzou looked pretty good. I mean, you can see that you're missing Kale Garrett a little bit for sure. Um, but that Ole Miss quarterback, we were talking about it before we hit record, 
he might be like the fastest quarterback in the last few years that I've personally seen. I mean, that guy can move. For sure. I mean, he, he runs, it gets around the corner, and he was just gone, especially that last touchdown that he had. He and he and Matt Corral, I believe is how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name. Those two guys, I mean, I think they're both freshmen. Those guys are those guys are players for for freshmen in the SEC, and I mean I think Ole Miss is going to be, I think they're going to catch somebody by surprise this year because those guys yeah. were just I mean they're athletes. So oh yeah, no question about it. I mean, and then we'll get kind of into Mizzou here in a second, but I do want to just kind of hone in on the fact that John Rise Plumley is probably one of the most SEC quarterback names ever. 100%. You know, odds are you're from Mississippi <laughs> if your name is, is John Rice Plumley. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I heard When I heard that name and everything, I was like, that guy was destined to play quarterback in the SEC somehow. 100%. And he's also on their baseball team too, which is which is yeah, crazy. That's great. So, <laughs> so yeah, he'll kind of – you can see that Ole Miss is building on something. He's probably going to be a force to uh, be reckoned with in the years, the years to come. But so – Onto the Mizzou side of the ball. Finally, we get that Larry Three Sticks game that I've been kind of talking about the entire season. Yes, and I think you predicted that too, so good call. I was, I was like 25 yards off. Yeah, um, but great game by him. Really, in general, great game by all the running backs. Uh, mm-hmm. Even Dawson Downing, the big 54-yard rumble, the pride of Bishop Meade High was- School. You knew he was not going to be denied. No, that was that was great. And then Tyler Beatty, he is quietly leading all SEC running backs in yards receiving. I mean, he is truly an X factor. He's Marcus Murphy 2.0. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Dooley is just shifting him all around in the backfield, putting him out on screens, bubble screens, you know, draws. I mean, he's that guy is he's playing really well for us, and it's it's really opening up the offense. The uh, the screen pass that he got the touchdown on that was super creative play calling because you um, you faked one side and then went the complete other way and everything. But then also I thought honestly the more creative play calling was the one where he leaked out of the backfield for that long gain. It was the forty nine yard catch I believe. Yes. Uh, it was kind of a two back set and he just kind of leaks out of the backfield and you get a linebacker on him and he's going to win that foot race every single time. Derek Dooley is having some fun. I mean, on that one mm-hmm. screen that you talked about earlier, he had Yasir Durant out, like for the fake, like split out, yeah, split out. <laughs> I mean, he is he has drawn up some crazy looks, and I mean, it is definitely giving the defense headaches. Um, it's like every week, you know, it's like what wrinkle are we going to see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Dooley, yeah, Dooley is looks like he's really got command of the offense and everything like that, and it's not that. We talked about this kind of before the season. Um, Drew Locke is probably a more talented thrower than Kelly Bryant, but from uh, and this is again nothing against Drew Locke at all, but from like a leadership standpoint and just how Kelly can affect the game with his legs, and it's almost like his short passing is a little bit more precise or decisive, I guess. Um, you can just see that maybe Dooley and Kelly are clicking a lot, and the offense is starting to really reflect that. Completely, and I, I think you're starting to see him really mesh with the other receivers. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, just just as you mentioned, he got rocked several times, like targeting on him mm-hmm. twice. I want to say yes, and yes. He just bounces. He bounces right back up, like nothing even happened. Um, I mean, he is. He did have a bad interception, but I mean, it's just like he shakes that off like no big deal, and he just goes back out and plays and 
and and continues to make plays. So that's exactly what you want from from your leader. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And he he's you know everyone's kind of seen he's a, he smiles all the time, and that smile is kind of contagious to the rest of the team and everything like that. But he's he seems to be getting more and more comfortable as the weeks go on. And like you said, I mean he he's always next play, shakes it off, keeps going. And that's something you need in a quarterback, that little short memory. Um, something else on the offense that really stuck out to me was kind of was Jonathan Johnson. So we hadn't really heard from him out of the slot like a ton this season, but he was being moved around pre-snap, uh, uh, pre-snap during the, like, you know, doing motion, everything like that. He was getting moved around the offense a ton and Ole Miss didn't really have an answer for him. No. And he had a very rough start to the game, you know, couldn't have asked uh, yeah, for a I better do want to talk about that. Yeah. It couldn't have asked for a better start from our defense. Uh, go three and out, and then JJ just muffs the punt, gives them all the momentum right back, and they score. So mm-hmm. great job bouncing back by him. That's that's probably the best receiving game he's had in a long time, and he was he was a mismatch problem for them all night. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And just you can see, like, he's – he's a really good slot receiver. And so the more you can move a slot receiver around, the more you can like exploit miss mix ma- miss matches and everything like that. So it's good to see Dooley's kind of playing with that as we get into conference play, because the earlier in the season, you don't always want to start to show everything, but we're getting to, you know, the meat of the schedule and you have Georgia and Florida coming up after, you know, Vandy and Kentucky, but you're going to start to see a couple more things that they've probably been working on and just kind of waiting to implement. So teams don't pick up on it as fast. Um, kind of staying on Jonathan Johnson and then we'll go to the rest of the offense. But um, so it was a couple of years ago. It was a couple of years ago when Rashad Floyd went down or it was the year Rashad Floyd went out or came out on the scene. Johnson was returning punts, but he was muffing them and everything like that. And he straight, he flat. The word is that he told the coach, coaching staff, I'm not, you know, comfortable or confident catching fielding punts or anything like that. And that's when Rashad Floyd came on the scene and then Rashad Floyd goes down, and here's Johnson again catching those punts. And you just wonder, that's the Rashad Floyd injury is a big deal to me, I think, because you saw what happened. You muff a punt, you automatically give the other team in scoring position immediately. Definitely. And, and you know, compared to the Kale and the almost what we thought Kelly Bryant might be out this game, too. That's that's one that's completely gone, you know, off the radar essentially. And you're mm-hmm. right; he's a he's a big he's a big part of the team. Um, he's had yeah. multiple receiving touchdowns, uh, or excuse me, return touchdowns, and mm-hmm. um, just having a guy that's sure-handed. I mean, is it's very overlooked. And yes, um, you know, I believe Cade Musser came in, and hey, he didn't really make any returns, mm-hmm. but he caught the ball every single time. That's all we can ask, especially for a guy yeah. off the bench. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you see the Johnson muff and it automatically turns into seven points for Ole Miss and they kind of get rolling a little early. It's just, if you have someone that's back there and all they do is call fair catch and they catch it cleanly, that's that's honestly, if you don't have a dynamic return person, that's not great. But if you don't, it's best to just catch it and not fumble it and give the team a short field. That, uh, special teams, and we talk about it every week, special teams I think is the biggest area um, of opportunity or room for improvement for this team right mm-hmm. now. I feel like we really haven't had a clean game um, really at all this entire season. Um, you know, it, it seems like, you know, McCann is either missing PATs or he's missing field goals. We have JJ, um, you know, dropped punt. And then closer towards the end of the game, too, when Ole Miss sort of got back, I mean, they were somewhat making it a game. 
you know, they had us on our heels thinking mm-hmm. we, we had an onside kick and then we field it and get it at the one yard line. I mean, it's like, what are we, what are we doing right. guys? Yep. Um, so really just being more, you know, in sync on, on that side of the ball is, is going to be crucial. I mean, because you can get away with that against teams like Ole Miss and Vanderbilt and probably Kentucky. But when we get in and we play Georgia and Florida, that, that is the difference between beating those top caliber teams is being clean on special teams and something that we haven't done just yet. So, yeah, I would say that special teams is probably the one thing that still scares me week in and week out, just because we haven't seen, like you were saying, like that clean game that everyone's kind of looking for. And so it's just, I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. Um, It's kind of year two of the, of special teams kind of being a question mark here and there, but um, you mentioned Tucker McCann. It's funny. Um, you almost feel more confident when he's kicking the 45-yard field goal or something like that versus that extra point for whatever reason. That just could be a kicker psyche, I guess. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I think Tucker, he's got NFL ability. Uh-huh. He's got an absolute leg on him, and he's I mean he's doing great with the field goals. And then we get inside 25 yards, and he it's like it's it's a head mm-hmm. case deal. So it's an adventure out there. Yeah, right no now. kidding. Um, so kind of going to the other side of the ball for the Tigers. Um, obviously we saw that the, you know, Kel Garrett goes down, which is awful. Um, we recorded before that actually happened and everything like that last week, but, um, Mizzou, you're kind of, uh, Wilkins is going to take his spot. It looks like, uh, for, or fill in for Garrett, I guess, but you have a linebacker that's playing at all conference right now. in Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton is a flat out stud. Yes, he's everywhere. Um, I believe he had 11 tackles on the game. 11 10, or 10, yeah. 11. Um, yeah, I mean, he just – he is a massive human being. He just stands out and he's just flying around. He's fast, and, I too. Mean, he's so fast and just a guy that you, you can't miss when you're watching on TV. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously him and Garrett are better than just one of them, but you – Nick Bolton is fully capable of kind of, you know, handling this defense and everything like that. Um, this defense is quietly just still really, really solid against the pass, the run. I mean, it's just a really solid unit outside of that Wyoming game. Now, obviously, you let up some you let up some rushing yards this game and everything, but a running quarterback's really hard to kind of account for sometimes if you're not expecting Hey, th- these guys, exactly. These guys, um, I'm pretty sure, rushed for over 300 yards on mm-hmm. Alabama. I mean, Plumlee was, was running around making plays against Alabama's defense. I mean, he still had a, a, a decent night against us, but we were able to, to keep him in check. Um, and, I mean, that fourth down uh, before, before halftime – the goal line stand that that was just a great I mean just great sequence it's, a, it's another conference game and another big turning point on the on that end zone for in Mizzou's favor so in at South Carolina it was the Ronnell Perkins 100 yard pick six and then this one if they score they're going up into halftime 14 12 pretty probably at least 13 12 and then they have all the momentum but you have Bolton Elliott Trey Williams whole mess of people and they just stood him up and that's that's a sign of a really really good defense when they won't give an inch yeah that i mean that play could have completely changed the complexion of the game and you know really just shows the the defense coming together and jordan elliott is you know he is coming into his own as Mm -hmm. we've seen the last couple weeks um just 
I mean, all over the place. He's not getting tons of tackles for loss. Right. Oh yeah. He's he doesn't get like you know the tons of sack numbers or anything like that. But if you watch it, every play is blown up in the middle because of him. Yeah, it's it's beginning to be one of those things where it's not looking like he's going to be back for his senior right. season. Right. Uh, he's he's really starting to garner some some attention from the NFL, and um, which hey, fortunately for us is is translating on the field, and it's it's you know causing the quarterback to, to have fits. Yeah. All right. So now we kind of you know we've kind of gone over some of the parts of the game and everything like that, but it's we'd be remiss if we did not kind of mention how Mizzou fans are kind of looking, kind of like looking at the, at the opportunity at hand. Cause I mean, we'll talk about, I mean, we can talk about it now. Georgia gets shocked by South Carolina and all of a sudden that door's open because um, we have, you know, or Mizzou has Florida and Georgia and they obviously play each other. And then they both have, you know, semi difficult schedules left. So what's, what's going to happen there? Exactly. Um, you know, we're right now the Missouri Tigers are they're playing with the chip on their shoulder and under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're just now in the top twenty five, number twenty two coming into the week in the AP poll, but still mm-hmm. nevertheless under the radar and that's when we're just historically we're the most dangerous. Um, and now that you've got Georgia going down and Florida seemingly, you know, they're in the the gauntlet of their of their schedule right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see how they how they, you know, deal with these next couple games coming their way. But um, I mean, the SEC East is it's there for the taking. It's it, it's something I can't help but think about right now, just because it's you know, I mean, it's what you do when you root for a team. You're rooting for to win your con or you win your division and go to the conference championship. But I mean. Obviously, we don't know if the sanctions are going to, you know, allow Mizzou to do that. But I mean, it's it's looking good because I mean, Flor- Florida is now going to play at South Carolina next week. So I mean, it's it's possible if Florida drops another one, or if Mizzou beats Florida, something like that. But anyways, I will allow say us this. to dream. Well, yeah, exactly. And we'll get into just the 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 national landscape here in a little bit. But I will say, Will Trask did look pretty good um he impressed kyle. me kyle track will yeah yeah gotcha there. no you're good i, I, <laughs> I like will i'm not will trash sounds like will trash sounds better honestly i'm not i'm not brushed up on my uh on my <laughs> SEC backups um <laughs> forgive me um but trask he actually did look pretty good um mm-hmm. for, for being a guy that didn't even start a varsity game in high school um and has been sprung into action so they're going to be better than, than I think some people thought. Um, yep. But, but I mean, hey, it, we're controlling hey. our own destiny right now. Exactly. Mizzou controls their own destiny, which is huge. And so kind of let's stay in the conference a little bit, I guess. So we saw we were, you were just talking about Trask a little bit. So obviously going to LSU and playing at night is not the easiest thing to do. Just ask Drew um, Locke. But yeah, right. Exactly. Now imagine you're a true freshman and all that fun stuff. Um, but they, Florida loses to LSU by 14 LSU. I mean, it's hard to say this because it's Alabama, but LSU might, if LSU was playing Alabama at home this year, I think it'd be a lot more interesting than the SEC West this year. Would tend to agree. And I mean, anytime you've got a guy like Joe Burrow, um, at the helm, I mean, you have the opportunity to be in every single game you play in. 
Um, he is he is in the zone right now, and um, they're looking they're really good. So, yeah, I mean he's you could argue that he's right there with Jalen Hurts, um, Justin Fields, Ohio State. You know they still haven't played uh, the meat of their schedule yet. Um, Hurts and Burrow have played a more meaningful games. Um, so I would, I would argue if I was voting, I'd put them neck and neck one, one and two. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's balling right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then uh, kind of, you know, just moving down a little bit, Tennessee, Mississippi state is the biggest disappointment in the conference this year, I would say outside of, you know, like of course, Tennessee, but Tennessee looks not terrible, I guess. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe the uh, the dumpster fire has um, – it, maybe it's calmed down a little bit. Um, you know, as we've said, there's really only a way, and that's up. I mean, you really can't get much worse than they were. Uh, right. And, you know, I, of course, they get – it's just the, the SC quarterback play. Their backup comes in. He immediately gets hurt. Um, Gil comes out, have a game. Um, they're, they're, looking, they're looking good. Um, yeah, well, I mean – only was up for the for the Vols. Right. I mean, yeah, the Vols were the Vols were struggling. We uh we know that, so they got that win. I mean, hey, sometimes that's that's a good that's a good win. But I mean, sticking with the theme of what is a dumpster fire for sure, um, and I look stupid because we talked about them before the season and I thought they were gonna be a lot better than this because of Keyshawn Vaughn, but Vandy is Vandy gets housed by UNLV. I mean, that cannot happen. I think uh for uh, the commissioner to basically remove Vanderbilt from uh, I, I think, I think, I think it's it, time to oof. start those discussions. I mean, you just get housed thirty-four <laughs> to ten at home against UNLV. I, I don't think they've. That might be their first ever win over a Power Five program in their in their history. It is um, in a long time, at least. And. In front of, like, I saw a tweet. There, there was some guy. It's a great tweet. Some guy in the the UNLV like press tweeted out, and he said that he basically counted up every single person in the stadium. He estimated there to be like under five thousand people there, like during, like as the game was going on, not pregame, like during the game. Like this is an SEC like <laughs> Power Five program just <laughs> taking it on the chin to the Rebels of UNLV. Um, I mean, come on now. I, I Yeah. But I will say this. Not, I, I'd, not be, great. I'd be remiss if I said this as a Mizzou fan, you know, because obviously we're all excited right now. We're in control of our own destiny. The biggest worry to me is catching a team like a Vanderbilt or a Tennessee or an yes. Arkansas where their seasons are they're done, right? I mean, they really they mm-hmm. seemingly have nothing left to play for. So they've got nothing to lose, right? Um, and so that's something that Mizzou's got to be obviously got to be aware of. I mean, just ask Georgia how hard it is to win games from a week to week basis. Um, oh yeah, you've got to come out, you've got to be focused, you got to play your A game because in college football, I mean, anybody can beat anybody on a given week. I mean, it's other than Alabama. Um, other right, it, yeah, I was, it, I was that was who I was going to segue <laughs> to next. Actually, it's uh, I mean, just just a caution um, for us as we as we tread forward with our schedule. Yeah, I mean, and then just as a quick note, just so we can kind of wrap up the SEC, Kentucky looked was playing a wide receiver at quarterback and beat Arkansas, so there's that. Um, and then Alabama goes into A and M and wins by 19. So yeah, this is kind of the SEC to be, notes. To be expected. <laughs> um, 
Going to be really interesting to see because we play Kentucky in two weeks. Lynn Bowden, it was against Arkansas, but that guy, mm-hmm. that guy played, I mean, lights out as a wide receiver coming in yeah. as quarterback. I mean, he played, he played unreal. And so that could potentially pose a problem. Obviously, Mizzou fans are aware of him as of last year. Um, you know, too soon took that punt back against us and really ignited the Wildcats. So he's he's burned us before and, and he can burn us again. So interesting to see how he uh, he kind of goes here the next few weeks as a wide receiver playing QB. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be really – yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how Kentucky kind of meshes with that and moves forward and all that. Um, elsewhere in the top 25, since you know that kind of matters to Mizzou now, since you, <laughs> Mizzou right. is ranked, which is nice, um, kind of in the higher part of the top 25. But uh, OU Texas played a, another classic OU Texas game where it was uh, the spread was within single digits and everything like that. But Jalen Hurts, C.D. Lamb, that combination's lethal. Jalen Hurts, I don't know if you saw it, he kind of had like his Heisman moment where it's that crazy play where he moved the ball behind his back and then still complete the, completed the pass downfield. I mean, Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind. Yeah, that was absurd. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, C.D. Lamb, you watch that game, it's like, are they are they teaching them how to tackle at Texas? Like, are they right. just doing two-hand touch <laughs> in practice? I mean, C.D. Lamb's a, an amazing player, but I mean – just kind of left scratching your head on a couple of those plays. There's one where there's like a still shot of CD surrounded by like five or six Texas guys. And it's, and he's like on the 20 yard line and he scored. Yeah, I was, I was, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. So I'm glad you saw it too. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where if you were to be watching film, I'm sure the coach would just pause it there and just let you stare at that screen for like 15 minutes and just be like, what do you, what do you think? I just have visions of Tom Herman like waterboarding like their DBs <laughs> this week. It's because he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. So, yeah, I don't – I'm sure Tom Herman's not pumped about how they just let C.D. Lamb – I mean, C.D. Lamb's still running all over Texas's secondary right now. But um, so OU looks like – I mean, they're in control of the Big of the Big 12 now at this point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's looking so um... – Really a one-horse race, right? Well, hey, Baylor. Baylor's undefeated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt Rule's got them, you know, <laughs> on the up and up. So um, could it be a two-horse race there in the Big 12? Who knows? They'll play each other and then play each other again in the conference championships. So one yeah. true champion. Yeah, one true champion. Right. Um, and then in the Big 10, um, the challenger to Ohio State looks to be – and I'm – I'm so terrified to actually say this and believe in them, but it looks to be like Wisconsin's going to be a legitimate threat in the Big Ten now. Wisconsin is, I mean, they're looking really good. Jonathan Taylor, um, that's another guy you could probably throw right there, top top in two, top three Heisman. I mean, he's he's just, I mean, he goes out and two, three touchdowns a game, 100 yards, I mean, it's pretty automatic for him. And anytime you shut out Michigan State, I don't care if they're having a down year, um, that's a pretty big accomplishment. So, Wisconsin rolling mm-hmm. along up there in Madison. Yeah, and then uh, Notre Dame squeaks out a win over rival USC. Um, so, the I mean, Notre Dame's still kind of lingering, I think. They would have probably needed that win against Georgia to kind of get in that college football playoff conversation, I think, though. Would, would agree. Um, and flipping that to Georgia, um, there's a lot of people that think that 
even if they that South Carolina loss de- didn't necessarily ruin their playoff hopes just because mm-hmm. of that win non-conference win against Notre Dame so um, obviously they're rooting for Notre Dame to have a good finish to the season that's why you play um, you know tough opponents in non-con I mean if you win it looks even better but and then also Georgia could also run the table end up in the SEC title game beat Alabama and then it's hard to be left out after that yeah that's it, yeah, it will. It, I will say this: if if I'm a Georgia fan right now, I am. I'm looking at Kirby Smart and I'm saying, "Hey, we should have kept Justin Fields and not and not yeah. Jake Fromm." Yeah, what's so? I Jake Fromm. I think he processes information really well and everything like that. But last year, when Justin Fields would come in for Georgia, it just looked like really uninspired play calling. So it's almost like they didn't know what to do with him. But that's not looking too good because he looks really good at Ohio State. I mean, he looks like a cheat code at Ohio State. I mean, he <laughs> he just carved through Nebraska like knife through butter. I mean, nothing nothing to it. Um, and and from from is obviously he's very talented. I think he is like Gatorade Player of the Year in high school, and you know he's taking them to the championship. And I think he's without the receiver or some of his receivers from last year because couple of them went pro he, I think, but, he yeah. looked mediocre as could be against South Carolina they they had him yep. all sorts of frustrated and I mean if you know being a Mizzou fan I, I'm only more encouraged um just watching him in that game he did not he did not look good they had from throw 51 times yeah which is crazy because Georgia <laughs> typically is a is a pat or I mean excuse me a run run first team and yeah, they oh just, yeah. South Carolina. I mean, hats off to them. They Muschamp is say what you will about the guy. The guy knows what he's doing on defense, and he completely made him one dimensional. And I mean, yep. just I mean, just crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I that was the. I mean, outside of obviously Mizzou being ranked, and now that being the story of the weekend for us and everything. But the real, I mean, the other story of the weekend is. That South Carolina win that Mizzou had is looking even better now. A hundred percent. I mean, and because Mizzou handled South they Carolina did, like, pretty and, well, and they even Helinski even went out. Um, their South South Carolina's mm-hmm. backup even went out mid game, and so they were basically forced to play their third stringer, um, and they still pulled out. And and you know, I was just talking up Muschamp. He had a couple boneheaded calls as as coach there at the end of the game. That, oh that, yeah it was almost like he was trying to gift Georgia the game and they still, and they still <laughs> won. So, I mean, just, it's crazy. I mean, it just all goes back to the theme. I mean, you always got to come out uh, when you're a game and I mean, anybody can eat any, beat anybody on any given Saturday. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of an overview of what happened in college football. I think we, you know, got that down uh, next weekend. There's some big games and everything like that. Um, so, I think before we get out of here, we both should pick an MVP for Mizzou. Um, who was your MVP for the game? Dang. That's um, kind of put me on the spot there a little bit. But um, <laughs> I would say, man, I would say Jonathan Johnson. I really would. Mm-hmm. Um, he, resilience, exactly. Resilience. Sure. I mean, he started off the game so poor and then – was just running circles around Ole Miss uh, defensive secondary um, and really was Kelly's go-to guy in that game. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it to JJ for having, having the bounce back. What if JJ and Kelly Bryant are really starting to click on the same page? Cause then that offense could look real, 
like a lot of fun if they're starting to be on the same page every game. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, having at the very least just a, a safety or excuse me, a, uh, yeah, safety valve. Safety valve, you know, if when, when the deep ball is not there, at least mm-hmm. dump it down to JJ, just a steady hand that can pick you up five to eight yards consistently. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, someone that's, I mean, super fast. But I, for me, it's got to be my man, Larry Three Sticks. I've been pounding the table for him all year. And he finally had it, kind of that breakout game I've been looking for. 21 carries, 126 yards, two TDs. He had that one long run for a touchdown. Um, honorable mention for me outside of you know Kelly Bryant Nick Bolton their honorable mention but Dawson Downing you got to give that that guy some more lo- I mean some love that's I was gonna say give that man a helmet sticker oh yeah I, when he was running that we talked about it at the start of the show actually but when he was running and he started getting dragged down by the jersey in my head I was like there's just no way he's gonna not score this touchdown no just <laughs> been waiting. the human wrecking ball he just he took that one straight to the house. He was not going to be denied. And he was in, I mean, that was late game. They were going to just, you know, kind of uh, put the game on Downing's shoulders and just have him kind of bru- be a bruiser and just kind of milk the clock. And then, you know, there he was 54 yards later, really icing the game with a touchdown. Yeah. No, hey, I, I'd love to see a little bit more Dawson in uh, in Nashville oh, yeah. this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Give him the ball, um, and, and in Lexington too. I mean, he it you know takes a little bit pressure off of, of Larry and and Tyler, and um, you know, knock on wood, he's been sure-handed and right. a guy that's you know has has shown he can hold on to the ball and, and not have a turnover. Oh yeah. So, I mean, before we get out of here, um, overall thoughts for me that was a very that probably was Mizzou's most impressive win of the season, I would say, because Ole Miss has a legitimate offense. Other uh, run defense has been pretty good all year, and Mizzou, you know, did uh, ran the ball really well, and also held the offense in check relatively. Obviously, there were some touchdowns late that you didn't love to see, but overall, a very solid game for Mizzou, and I think uh, a really good kind of building block for the season. And hey, like we said, the door's open, baby. The door, the door is open, and. We've talked about it every week since week one, um, just the improvement that we've seen uh, from that c- catastrophe in, in Laramie, Wyoming. Right. I mean, the run the run defense has been stout. Um, I mean, we're I, I want to say we're top 10 in the country mm-hmm. um, as well as conference. Yep. Uh, and that department um, and offense is really just clicking on all cylinders. Dooley Dooley's has these – other you know these sec defensive coordinators on their heels um with these new wrinkles every week it's looking like a great um, hire every single week yes he is he's he's and he's having fun too which is which is good to see um kelly bryant i mean just uh, doing exactly what we thought he would be just commanding the offense he's got better stats right now than i don't know actually after their florida state game um and i think something we we haven't talked about two penalties um against Ole Miss. That's, that's been kind of a Achilles heel for this team. Um, looking like we're becoming more disciplined too. So, um, something you, you need going, you know, into the, into the meat of yeah, the absolutely. play. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's all out in front of Mizzou. Um, so I think that kind of ties, ends it for us here. Um, we will be back again next week. In the meantime, check out all the work on rockmnation.com. Subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe and resubscribe to Rock M Nation Podcast. Sam will have one later this week. And then Nate, 
as well. But in the meantime, if you ever want to, you know, chat with Bennett and myself, uh, you can find me on Twitter at mhill underscore, and Bennett is at Hughes underscore. You are daddy. Perfect. And so, um, until next week, uh, look for a good Tiger win against Vandy. We'll be previewing that all week. So, until next time, thanks for tuning in.